Welcome back to another edition here of the Mind of Magnus on 106.3 WRFZ LP Rochester, Rochester Free Radio. All the cool kids always checking it out online at rochesterfreeradio.com. Uh, actually, and the even cooler kids, I say, are downloading our podcast. Uh, check it out, mindofmagnus.com. Uh, actually, uh, Mind of Magnus Radio on Facebook. All those fun ways to find us. Uh, giving a shout out to the people who helped make this show happen is the wonderful people of Air Rec Radio. Uh, two cool guys that I still just love listening to, love watching too. I actually go to their Facebook page and uh, watch the video of them doing what they do best, rambling on, talking about cool stuff and news and all sorts of stuff. So check them out, uh, Air Rec Radio or airrecradio.com. Uh, if you're a Patreon supporter for uh, Roger Free Radio, you are my ultra favorite folks because those few dollars a month that you give to us... Uh, Help keep the lights on, keep the microphones working. I have a headphones on today. They're really working very nicely. So thank you to those who help donate. Keep me having headphones that wrap around my big fat head. So thank you for that. Uh, the best person in the room, though, always is the guy making me sound great, is the guy in the glass box over there, Mr. Matt Obscure himself. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I am a great big pile of fluffy baby ducks tonight. Oh, nice. So you're saying you're delicious and go well in soup. Exactly. Oh, good, good. I'm sure I've told that story on the radio before, right? You can remind people if you don't. If, if you have people who first-time listeners, there's always a first-time listener. I've been told. So what's it, the story? It, it's October, which means it, it's spooky time. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite human beings in the world, and one of the people that was in one of my favorite spooky movies in the world, they live Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> I got to meet him once before he passed away. I was passing him in the hall at a comic con once, my brother and I, and we were like, "Hey, Hot Red, how you doing?" I'm a great big pile of fluffy baby ducks. <laughs> it's the best thing anyone's ever said to me. Especially that guy. I, I'm actually wearing a, a, a They Live shirt right now. I actually have a Obey. Uh, I, I swear, I, I don't, they're not underwriters for the show or anything else, but Fright Rags. Actually, we're, uh, the guest and I is also wearing a Fright Rag shirt tonight. Uh, I feel so left out. Oh, my, Well, you'll be cool one of these days. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm 40. That's not <laughs> happening. You're a late bloomer. That's how it works. Uh, but talking about creepy and cool and also awesome shirts, uh, friend of the show, Mr. Nick Brandreth is back in tonight. Uh, and I, I want him right in. I, why hold back on this guy? I want to just spend a whole hour filling in, just rambling on, talking about cool stuff. Uh, we are kicking off our um, October, our creepy, our Halloween month with one of my favorite guys to make creepy Halloween awesome stuff with, uh, Mr. Nick Brandreth. Nick, thanks for being back on the show again. Oh, one second there. What Tech- happened there? There we go. Technology? Not yet. How hello. about that? Yes, hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me now? Blue, I think you're working. This one? Hold there on. we go. Oh, am I here? Welcome there to the radio are, show. There you are. And that's why Patreon matters so much. So thank you for those donating to Patreon. We get the mics that work now. I just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Phases in. Uh, actually, you came through a creepy door, if I seen the imagery right. You are... Uh, now, those who do not know Nick Brandreth, um, I just tell them, follow you on Instagram. It's yep. the best way to check out all your work. And actually, you're... Uh, posting along. Is there a live aspect we're, we're of this? live on Instagram live right now. In- live on the radio <laughs> everywhere. Nice. Uh, what's the uh, uh, your Instagram handle for those who want to follow along tonight? It's just my name, uh, at Nick Brandreth, B-R-A-N-D-R-E-T-H. Nice. Weird, long last name. We uh, So you came up, you come up on the show meant, uh, multiple times as we ramble on about cool stuff, uh, but we realized that we think you are in contention for the most uh, frequent guest we've ever had on the show. Five, six, maybe. Five, yeah, I think you're on five right now because our previous, we the other one you're contending with is uh, Giggles, and she was on a couple weeks ago. And we're like, I think she's in the lead. And then Halloween came around. I'm like, nope, Nick's back on top again. Uh-oh. That's how it works. <laughs> you and Giggles are like our, our Tom Hanks, and is it Christopher Walken on SNL with the, the most yeah, appearances? Yeah, most appearances. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. 
Well, I mean, you're a radio guy. You love it. It's, I it's, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 kind of my dream, and it's I think feel like it's slowly coming true, like being a repeat <laughs> guest on the radio show. But like maybe you guys will just have me in the corner like one day, and I can just randomly like say stuff. You know? Oh, I think it will happen. We're actually our world domination plans. We should announce it now. We're going to take over the world. We'll be media kings at some point, yeah. right, Matt? So. It's true. What's, so. I always liked Howard Stern, you know, growing up because yeah. I was like K Rock was the radio station, so that's where like mm-hmm. you know the rock music would come on after Howard Stern. So. Yeah. Um, and I just there was always a whole bunch of people in the entourage. That's yeah. That's what I want. Time. Actually, my my real goal. I'm actually happy that we're slowly moving to more and more folks. Like I, my uh, originally the mind of Magnus a bit was uh, the kind of Terry Gross of Rochester's me sitting in a room <laughs> talking to someone for an hour, and I'm fine with that. I love getting the people's uh, kind of just their take and everything for that hour of their time. Uh, but deep down, that's what I want. I want an entourage people, people like random idea tossed in the middle and just the creative crowd that I love being around just talking about it and everything else. Um, I should say, by the way, if you guys first time tuning in, uh, this is the Mind of Magnus. I am the host with the most, Magnus Apollo. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all sorts of places, uh, Magnus Apollo, uh, as well as if you want to email the show any point in time, you have a question for Nick, you have a question for myself, if you want to see how many fluffy ducks uh, Matt actually is in a pile, we can uh, do that by emailing mindofmagnus at gmail.com. Send us crazy questions, please. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I actually, uh, I do have some crazy questions because last time you were on, I asked about it, so I still have some questions questions from last time backlogged on there so I, I say aside I set aside the ones that are more of a Halloween-esque thing so um, but yeah so tonight is uh, uh, actually it's uh, indigenous people day by the way I, I like to say that previously uh, you say Columbus Day but I really have no uh, connection with Columbus aside from I was taught it in high school or elementary school wherever it was uh, I have much more connection with uh, the indigenous people uh, and um, so happy indigenous people I'm glad to see people are picking it up and learning more about the uh, the local you know tribes the uh, culture that once lived in this amazing nations uh, that were around here so um, and uh, actually and the cool thing is uh, people ask every time there will be trivia tonight I actually have multiple trivia questions if you really want to go that route as well let's but, do it yeah uh, do you want to get a trivia question another way now we can rock away this way yes. so Okay, um, like I was saying, happy Indigenous People Day. Um, so uh, our tribute tonight is honored and informed the tribes that once called the Northeast home. Uh, the Iroquois Nation, does everyone know what the Iroquois Nation is over there? Uh, they Originally, they were formed by five tribes, the Cayuga, Onondaga, Mohawk, Seneca, and Oneida. Uh, later in the 1700s, the Tuscarora uh, tribe joined, so made the six. So, Matt, you may notice something in there. Do you notice something unusual about the naming scheme? We have Onondaga, we have Oneida, Cayuca. Suddenly there's Iroquois. You know, it, so you can suddenly notice something's a little different there? Yeah. So you might have guessed uh, the name isn't theirs originally. Uh, it came from French. The French called them that, the Iroquois. Uh, but, so the French named them the Iroquois, but they called themselves something different. Ready? Multiple choice. What did the Iroquois nation actually call themselves? The Iroquois, which means people of the great water. The Haudenosaunee. Uh, I should promise right now that I'm probably going to mess this up. If you guys have a way of letting me know how to say it better, message me. Mindofmagnusgmail.com. The uh, Haudenosaunee, uh, which people, which mean people of the longhouse. The Pakun Atacans, which mean keeper of the great lands. Or D, the Arrakis, which means the spice must flow. So one of those... <laughs> Clearly, one of them is not. But one of those is the proper answer. The uh, A, people of the Great Water, Aradakata uh, Oi. Uh, the uh, people of the Longhouse, the Haudenosaunee. Uh, Haudenosaunee, yes. Uh, the Bakun Adagans, which means keeper of the Great Land or Arrakis. So do you have an under, any idea what may be for one of those? I'm going to go with B. 
With B, people of Longhouse? Yeah, it's Hudasani. Hudasani? Yeah. Gotcha? Yeah. Okay. I think it's Hudasani. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. My, I, my, my ignorant white tongue. No, no. My, my, I was practicing this and everything else. Uh, so, actually, that's, the, that, that's actually the first trivia question you guys got right. If you're both going with it, that's actually the right answer, uh, which means people of Longhouse. Uh, and that's actually it. If you guys get a chance, check out, uh, like, Ganondagon over uh, in... Um, Victor, just between Bloomfield, they, there's a great historical society there that will talk all about the, uh, the culture and the nature around here. Uh, especially now, too, they kind of lean into the uh, October, the harvest season, and everything else. Go check it all out. Uh, but here is the, the, real, the real trivia question. So, in truth, the French merely adopted what they heard. So, they heard the name similar to it from somewhere else. Uh, and the people of the Longhouse were not saying columnists. So uh, the French were told the name of the people, these people here, by their enemies. Uh, the Algonquin actually called the Iroquois something very similar to it, called the Iroquois, or I can't pronounce this one at all, Irinkahau, I-R-I-N-A-K-H-O-I-W. So if you could pronounce that, me, let me know. Uh, but uh, what does that actually mean in Algonquin? So this is the real trivia question for tonight. Uh, the trivia question is, which one does it translate into? Does Algonquin, does the Erko, uh sound as a snobbish group of old men? Is it a the word for inferior in Algonquin? Is it the word for rattlesnakes in Algonquin? Or, oddly enough, does the name mean odd neighbors who actually stand the French people? So one of those answers <laughs> is what the Algonquin called the Iroquois. Uh, the rough translations I R O Q U is the uh, word that comes in that way. So, uh, but yeah, I guess if you guys have an idea for it, let us know. I'll show. We'll we'll give some other tips if we can, maybe. Uh, but uh, the I'll see Algonquin's name for the Iroquois the, to celebrate our uh, natives, uh, Native Americans that have been in this area for centuries and centuries. Um, it's uh, the word that the French picked up and called him, thinking it was the real name, and it not, actually was not, uh, Algonquin being the enemy. So is it, uh, does that stand for a snobbish group of old men? Just the word for inferior? Does it mean rattlesnakes? Or does it mean odd neighbors who actually like the French people? So one <laughs> of those is really true. So you have an answer? You want to try to hold off until later on the show, see how it's going on? So I, I, I have a guess. Mm. I'm gonna go with the old SAT try. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna. I, I feel like it's C. C. You gonna say rattlesnakes? Do you think it's rattlesnakes? What was the first one? Inferior. Uh, uh, B was inferior. The word for inferior, or like I, I'm a gamble and go with uh, that. You know, odd neighbor that stands the French people. <laughs> you know, there's something funky about. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's it. You guys have an answer, idea what the Algonquin word means, what uh, the French use to explain, uh, describe the Iroquois nation. Uh, let us know. Uh, Mind of Magnus, uh, gmail.com or Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Uh, but uh, we're going to drift back into the, the real topics for tonight is actually our uh, love of Halloween, love of the creepiness, love of just... I mean, we bonded over our love of creepy horror, everything you can think spooky. of. Spooky. Yeah, it's really spooky is where we, we fall into. Um, so, Nick Brandreth, you are having a show, actually. You want to talk about a little about the show, a little bit of a teaser. We'll talk more about it later on the show, but you want to talk about your things happening this Saturday? Um, so, Saturday night at 7 o'clock at the Makers Gallery um, over on 34 Elton Street. Um, we're going to be having a exhibition of... I. I it's so, you know, I thinking about it, it's photography. So mm -hmm. it's photography, but it, 
it's not, <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, photography is a component of your yeah, work. You do, it's but part it's, of it for yeah. at least this, you know, like I'm a photographer by trade and profession. Mm-hmm. So it's and those who don't know you, I mean, you're the George Eastman Museum. What's your t- title? At historic the process specialist. So I help teach the photo workshops. But, um, you know, before that, I worked as a professional photographer. And if I had to leave there tomorrow, I could still jump out and, you know, do photography as a to mm-hmm. make a living. Um, and I decided, uh, you know, I wanted to have fun with my photography, you know, a while back. So we've been working on more and more of these things. And this is the sort of culmination of, you know, maybe a few years of different kinds of thinking about things. And I think, I, you know, I finally hit my stride with it. And like, I want to k- keep going with this in this vein of thought, you know, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I, I just I like the result, <laughs> you know, and I think it's going to be really neat um, that, you know, have these little viewers that you could come up with and uh, look into. And it just like it, they're small. Right. Mm-hmm. But like when you get up to it and you look at it it, it it fills your entire field of vision so it's like looking at the biggest picture you've ever seen in your life it's, it's full of martian it's in it, it, a sort it's it's funny i i realize i appreciate it more now the more i've done vr because the lens you have it really throws you right into a moment and like the only ones you like lean into and describe the box i guess the how long like how's the uh so like they're like the it's essentially the plate is two by five. So I make these coat four by five plates and I cut a, uh, cut it right in half. So I get a two by five. So you have this cool, long rectangle Mm -hmm. and, uh, it has this real cinematic feel because movies were a huge influence when I was making this, you know, we we hang out, we make stuff. We're always watching horror movies and I've always watched horror movies, sci-fi movies. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's just neat and it's it's a different look than what we're used to seeing with you know most aspect ratios for film and digital media nowadays um so i created this sort of special little scene and that's what i wanted them to feel like was these little worlds that you're kind of like looking into and we kind of i think with the next one i'd like to start out with more of a story because Mm -hmm. the story sort of organically developed out of what we were shooting like we had a a couple different costumes and props that we just sort of repeated and uh you know use them in different situations and the more uh, I think about it now, it would have been cool to sort of maybe have a story to sort of start out with. But um, how do I say it? Uh, it? It's neat what we ended up with, but mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to maybe have a looser script next time to start from. But, um, oh, man, it's so cool. All these, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, even the story that sort of popped up. Yeah, the story that evolved is a pretty impressive story. And uh, actually, one of the person uh, messaged in asking about how do you like how do you create that, which is a topic we'll probably touch base on a little bit later in the show but like how like how do you like uh the the weaving of stories and that sort of things the the creation um and like this was that you were inspired from a show you did last year at this time too kind of this uh the the uh, structure you're coming from even the delivery system you have similar yeah i just sort of evolved off of you know like last year we had the group show together Mm -hmm. and i made these a couple pieces that i was uh you know these light boxes that you could turn on one were old voltmeters that i gutted out and mounted you know plates and a light into Mm -hmm. uh and the other one were these viewers that you could look into with a lens and you yet they had their own little switch uh the problem was you know i want i want to sell these or give you know have people buy them to keep in their homes and their collections and uh it's not the easiest thing to display on the wall yeah, right it yeah. kind of sticks out really far so uh, the, the idea this year because the all the voltmeters sold they they all went um because they're just these neat little boxes they're, i was impressed by them myself. um so how do i say it um 
they all moved and uh, the other ones i sold one of them but i wanted something that's like because the, the reason somebody's like well i don't i'm out of someone who bought one said i'm out of wall space but i'm still have shelf space so it's like if i could make something that you know delivers my photography and the images that i'm telling the stories with but you could take it and put it on your shelf like your book mm-hmm. i think that's so much better oh so the, God, the awesome. viewers you know i in the show they're going to dis- be displayed one way but ideally you would use this at home you know and it's almost like a parlor piece that you bring out to like show your friends to like start a conversation mm-hmm. and you'd look at these different little scenes you know kind of like uh, it draws a lot on photo history so like you know what, I, what i'm showing in the show they're like peep shows so like there was a history of peep shows where people would come into town with these little boxes that you'd look into and there'd be um, images inside or mm-hmm. paintings and different things like mm-hmm. visual delights and the um how do i say it uh, the the history of like stereo viewers where you'd have multiple scenes that you'd look in front of uh, you know through the little lens there with the mm-hmm. stereo viewer and you'd see the different uh, scenes same idea here so you could have different sort of terrifying views that you load into this viewer that I've sort of <laughs> built for you and each one has a case but then the ritual of opening it up and using it you have to be delicate with it it's, it's glass it, I don't know it adds to the rit- the richness of the experience uh, it totally is a great experience it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it now uh, so we're moving into the, and this show is happening this Saturday, which this we'll, Saturday uh, we'll cir- we'll circle back around to this more when I talk about it too. But uh, I I want to talk since we're just starting in our, the month of October here. Uh, I kind of want to move into ideas of um, like you know how to get ourselves in the move mood for creepiness. How is this like if someone's going to come to the show? What should they maybe check out or see or ideas that maybe that either you found inspiration from or they should get in the right mindset? You know, is there a oh man. Uh, there's so many different ways you could go with this. Yeah. Like, so like to get in the Halloween spirit, I have one path for you. And then like to get into like the mood for my show, perhaps maybe like another one, like nice. read some HP Lovecraft. Um, well, do you want to, we'll take a break from the thing. We'll give some thoughts and we come back You get the Nick, uh, Nick brand with tip. We got some music that you're going to sure. play for us. So give us uh, the, so tune back in. We'll be back here. Nick, will be talking about how, how to get into the, the Halloween, no, holiday spirit, the uh, Halloween spirit. And it is the holiday for, spirit. It is it really is for me too. So uh, hang around. We'll be back momentarily after some awesome stuff. Yeah. 
Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. That is, that's really amazing. So that is Tanya Tagak. Uh, she's an Inuit throat singer from Canada. She won the Polaris Prize, which is kind of the, the biggest artistic musical honor that you can win in Canada a couple years ago. Wow. Uh, along with Dav- Damien Abraham. Uh, with a cover of Iron Maiden's Run to the Hills. I'm a huge fan of Run to the Hills. It's one of those things that I got a kick out of. So, um, She's a, a super fascinating person. Um, so I, I would suggest okay. if, if you like that, like I say, she's a, a throat singer. She does a lot of interesting stuff in the, the kind of Bjork realm, yeah. uh, like future folk, Buffy St. Marie meets Bjork. I was impressed. I did not expect to have that level of, uh, of awesome come out of that. But yeah, happy Indigenous People Day. That's a pretty impressive Indigenous person there. There. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we were, uh, if you guys just tuned back in, this is the Mind of Magnus on uh, Roger Free Radio. Uh, my guest tonight, uh, Mr. Nick Brandreth, uh, talented photographer, cool dude, all in all, creepy guy who loves scaring children on Halloween, <laughs> which is one of my favorite things to encounter. So. I, I don't think, I wish I had a, Vin, a really good Vincent Price impersonation, but I, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Got to practice on that yeah. one. Yeah, I can't envision a, a Vincent Price coming out of you. I mean, like you're, how tall are you? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like five, seven. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're not the Vincent Price at statue. Like no. me, I, I every time I try to make it uh, some sort of laugh that way, it just seems overly jolly. Like you're just like the, the ghost of Christmas present every time. <laughs> you just expect it to sound like Gimli or something. Yeah, you're exactly. a little dwarf. Yeah, exactly. So I start talking about salt pork all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but we were talking about you have a, an awesome show coming up here, Seeing Shadows, and uh, all, just how to get in the holiday spirit. And I, I literally use the word holiday. I realize uh, amongst my friends I say holiday spirit. And I was talking to someone yesterday, day before yesterday at the Memorial Art Gallery. And said about the holiday spirit, they're like, you mean Christmas? And I processed. I'm like, oh, no, I guess I – no, I think holiday spirit is really my Halloween month, like like October kicking in. So. For sure. There are different types of Halloween spirit. You know, Halloween spirit and then, you know, Christmas spirit. They're, mm-hmm. di- they're different vibes. Yeah, totally different vibe. Like I have a Thanksgiving spirit right around the day of Thanksgiving because I love me some food. So uh, it, it's weird how fast that one comes and goes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> Why we're friends? Oh my gosh! So uh, we were talking about things to be to get in the mood for the Seeing Shadows show. You'd mentioned before the H.P. Lovecraft and stuff, which is amazing. If you guys, I'm actually going back and reading H.P. Lovecraft now. I read it when I was a kid, and I'm going to jump back in to revisit uh, and reread it now with kind of an adult eye. Um, but actually, it's funny you mentioned H.P. Lovecraft. reason I enjoy H.P. Lovecraft is the same reason I enjoy working with you and any, any project is that he was a person that he didn't like hoard his, his ideas and concepts. He made a universe and asked, well, he didn't ask, but he just like loved when people would take his components, go with, it. go with it, like add to it, build with it, which I think is what gives ideas and concepts these stronger long lives i mean Absolutely. and that's what i mean the necronomicon all those ones that that's from an hp lovecraft co- concepts and his stories you may not realize it's from his stories but his his mythos his ideas his concepts have have bled into so many other components and it's because he offered this crazy universe freely he's like listen i'm creeped out i'm having a blast you should be part of this too. <laughs> totally. So, and that is one of the reasons. If you're working with Nick Brandreth on a project, you are in involved and having fun, and you you like seem to welcome input uh, to make the best you can. Seems like absolutely because I know I have my vision and I have my path, you know, and I it's like I'm like a train, you know, and I'm kind of going along. But there's like when you look at those old steam engines, you needed lots of people to help drive the train you know mm-hmm. you need somebody to shovel coal you need somebody to do this so like having everybody help in these different parts and pieces and i've had a lot of people help in all sorts of ways yeah. along the way but yeah i welcome that 
creative input because it's fun to collaborate with people because, you know, sometimes when you're trying to be creative, you get stuck on an idea or you get trapped in like a rhythm and you just start doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. And like, I, I'm like, ah, all these pictures are starting to look the same and it, it's good to have other people to help, you know, it's like, well, Nick, what do you think about this? And it's just like, they make some weird comment and it's just like, it's my job to just like, zoom, like sort yeah. of key in on it. And this whole thing with this project, I really thought about it from start to finish. Like I was like a movie director mm-hmm. and the winter time was sort of pre-production where we made all the masks. We got all the props ready. We got all the costumes and like we lo- scouted different locations and we said, okay, we can shoot around here and we can shoot around here. And, you know, as soon as the weather started to change and it was like tolerable to be outside, you know, we started shooting. Yeah, it actually was a good year for a creepy, creepy photos. Uh, luckily we had that weird kind of got warm and cold, warm and cold, but the, like leaves didn't show up early on. Yeah, so we, we got a chance spring. To, yeah. That late spring gave us a kind of fun, canvas for a creepy halloween-esque kind of feel to it or how, you know. absolutely a lot of the pictures it really helped you know because it you know they're never um you know getting ready for the show the it follows was really cool because what i liked about that movie mm-hmm. was um you never knew when it was like they'd be in a swimming pool and then like you cut to the next scene and they're wearing like winter sweaters. coats yeah, yeah winter coats in the the movie line it, and, yeah even the first painting shot if you have if you haven't seen it yet it follows i love the premise of it i love the director's purposely made it out of time like there was a new old car next to an old new car and you couldn't tell but that opening shot where they she runs out the door she pans you can see every season a single pan like there's like pumpkins and people in a car then there's spring and kind of winterish and in a single pan she runs in the door and i I was lost. I'm like, what, what's happening here? And I need to figure out things that way. And I loved that they kept that, you know, slightly off-putting sort of thing, but not in a negative way. It's totally done well. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of place with these with these photos, like where you're at exactly. And um, how do I say it? The feeling that you get from that, you know, is uh, it's neat. So it, like it automatically, like you're like you don't know when to place it. You don't have any context. So it, it gives you a chance to explore the world. So as I, you know, I kind of create this little f- place for you mm-hmm. and you get to go and look at that. Um, and yeah, that's, we'll kind of backtrack here for a second. So we had, that was pre-production. Then we did production was when we shot all of the, uh, all the images. And like now this is sort of like post-production where I'm getting everything ready for, you know, the show um, Saturday. And also we're going to be at VSW cause they have the small press book fair that mm-hmm. weekend so working with uh, our friend steve arnesis i think i say his last name right i hope i think so uh, I, I i have never said <laughs> sorry, that sorry steve <laughs> <laughs> so uh he helped he's getting his masters over at vsw and he's been helping me uh with the book design but he has his own indie publishing thing called the panoptic press mm-hmm. and they do uh like horror sort of anthology comics and uh he's helping me put this book together that we're also going to have available with the show and it's all the work that's in the viewers that had kind of has this creepy story that we put together and the 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 story evolved during production you know Mm -hmm. we had like certain sets of things we knew we wanted these weird scarecrow masks and we had these cult robes but then strange things started to sort of just happen not i know not literally but (laughs) (laughs) i wish um you know i brought out this little triangle at one point that i had made for something completely different and then it ended up you know, in, in a photo shoot for something, I was like, this is cool. And I was sending pictures to my friend, Dan Bowers, who's a visual effects artist down in the city. And he was like, dude, we have to make a movie to go along with this. Mm -hmm. So like talking about collaborating and welcoming input, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And Dan wrote the script that was sort of influenced by the earlier images. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you helped out. So we were there and we shot this movie on the hottest day of the summer. <laughs> we oh did. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Matt Roberts was wearing a latex mask. I was going to kill him. Thanks, champ. <laughs> and, you know, we made this movie and then the movie started to like because we had that prop that ended up in there to influence that. And then that making of the film influenced the later images to help kind of create the whole little weird mm-hmm. story. And again, I'd like to continue in this strange world that I've sort of created there. And I hope there's like a hopelessness in the pictures, <laughs> I think, you know, because uh, or at least in the story that we create, because that's with a lot of that sort of cosmic horror. It's like you're insignificant in the whole grand scheme of everything. Yeah, that's what the uh, I mean, like back HP Lovecraft. I mean, the other other older world gods or they don't like you don't even they don't even care about you in the sense that you're beneath them it's not even a thought process yeah. it's not it's, it's beyond that um oh jess writes in saying uh cosmic horror has he seen the void <laughs> <laughs> that was on the list of things to get you know to, if you're gonna watch to get ready for this read lovecraft watch the void jump back a little further into the 80s early 90s and uh watch the gate which yeah s- just jacked me up as a kid like oh something like the scene where like the kid the guy falls back and then he bursts apart and like all the little monsters and like they used all this crazy force perspective stuff and like mm-hmm. that's where movies really does it for me you know as a kid like seeing those things and like now as an adult and like you know being a super technical photography visual type person mm-hmm. you know understanding how they did those different techniques and like so now we try to use you know weird in-camera effects for the photographs to give you know cooler you know uh, images and different feelings that you can't just create with a SLR you know and like everything's you know made from scratch with what we're doing too which is a great tie in here uh, Matt writes in uh, I saw the photo posted on the Facebook page by the way we have a Mind of Magnus Radio Facebook page uh, follow it say hi let, let us know what you're listening uh, but I saw the photo in there there's an awesome picture of a door it uh, uh, was that done in camera and like that's not a photoshopped image, right? This is heck yeah. yeah this is all done <laughs> in camera. Now, also describe this is like, this camera you're using is not like you said you're not using a DSL. It's like over the top. You put a cloth over your head here, and it's like, an old timey camera. Yeah. It's not really an old fashioned camera, so it is a modern camera, but it's a four by five camera. So it would falls into the category of large format. Mm-hmm. It's on the small side of large format, but uh, it's a four by five field camera, so it folds up on itself, and it, it's you're able to carry it out into the field yeah, it's a beautiful it. device i mean it's yeah. not like you said it's not an old timey camera but the, the if you you saw someone taking a photo with that you're like that's an old timey camera yeah, for sure yeah you're and placing I, the thing i overhead. make the plates that i put into it but the cool part about the large format stuff is like well, you can frankenstein your mm-hmm. camera really uh interesting in different ways so like i can take a lens from the 1850s and mount it to a lens board and as long as it covers the image area mm-hmm. i can use that lens so i can put any matter of different lenses on there and I like these like real uh, the modern lenses because they're real sharp Um, and I make the plates that go in there and because you have so much movement I wish you could see my hands you have all these (laughs) movements and controls with the thing you can change the image plane and the focus and so you can really manipulate the the image to give this sort of dreamlike quality which is what I'm trying to get across you know with the pictures and it's just you, you can't create it in any other way because the plates made from scratch and then all the camera movements are unique to that sort of situation. And it's just a, it's a one of a kind image that's, you know, you, you can't duplicate it. Uh, well, you can after you, you know, you make copies of the negative, obviously. Yeah, yeah but still, it's one of those. <laughs> not the, so um, uh, 
Uh, let's see. We are the other person wrote in. Open the door. Way. Sorry, in camera. Yeah, sorry, that's they, what it was. They are, so the in camera image, we actually hauled that door out into the woods, right? So we hauled it out, and then we put a black curtain behind it, mm-hmm. photographed it, and then I go into the dark room. And chemically, I just took a, a, a small, what's called a reducing agent, mm-hmm. and uh, I go in there uh, and I, I sort of, with the farmer's reducer, I uh, sort of just take a brush and gently put this chemical on the little sliver where the door was just to remove, it's, it's black, it looks black, but yeah. to remove any density so it's just pure, pure black. Yeah. Yeah, there's no information yeah. at all. I that. just, boop, I touch it on there really quick. It eats away any silver that's there, and then I wash it off so it's just this pure sort of, you know, <laughs> to, 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 to you like, where is that going? Uh, if you guys want to see that image we're talking about, check us out on the Facebook page. If not, uh, also, we want to see his hand gestures. You can check it out because Nick is uh, broadcasting live on Instagram over here. Um, and give a shout out. What's your Instagram handle again for those who are following along? It's just my name, at Nick Brandreth, B-R-A-N-D-R-E-T-H. Nice. And uh, I'll post it on the Facebook page, too, to follow along. But uh, you seem to be having fun with the uh, the live broadcast because someone mentioned uh, it was I believe it was Heather, I think. Sorry. Uh, she's uh, was mentioning that she follows you on there and you've been following along as you've been making these boxes. Uh, all the little things. All the little yeah. things. Yeah. The, the, her her email was, oh, uh, he. you seem very fastidious. Uh, you're very detail oriented. Look like by the videos. Uh, also, the ink, the paper you use seems very stunning. So yeah, the beautiful paper. I buy this handmade like marbled paper. It's like handmade in Italy or France or something like that. Mm. That they get at the um, the Rochester Art Supply. And I, what I've been doing is because I it's just I have to. I made fifty box. I made twenty five boxes. I made fifty cases. I can make more boxes as I go, mm-hmm. but it's just a lot of sort of repetitive stuff. So I just pop the phone on there and I figured you know people want people like see. I love watching videos of other people make stuff. So what's like why wouldn't I do it? I think people might think it's interesting. It's a little harder to show you what I do in the dark room. <laughs> you know, uh, I could probably hook the phone up in there, but it's even under the red light. Sometimes it gets hard to see. So like this. Stuff at home is easier you know to sort of show you know what I'm working on because I don't know I, I'm a photographer but I feel like with this like I maybe like, like sort of like a video game like bloop, I just leveled up a little bit you yeah, know yeah. like I think like all the stuff that I'm making here like it's it's photography but you know with the film and the boxes and everything there's a huge craft element to it and you know it, it, I, I like that fact that you look at these things you're like wow like these, some, you like made these from nothing you know from mm-hmm. like simple things and like even the, the the photographs are made from nothing it's like I didn't there was no Canon there was no Nikon it was just Nick Brandreth <laughs> you know what I mean? some glass some wood and some you know gelatin nice uh so we're going to take another break, listen to some more music for a little bit. Uh, we'll come back and talk more about uh, Halloween, more creepy stuff, and just ramble on with you, Nick. I can ramble with you all day long. Yeah. So let's just do that sort of stuff. Send us in crazy questions. Oh, my God. Yeah, you actually will pull some questions. If you have questions for us, uh, Magnus Apollo uh, on Twitter or mindofmagnus at gmail.com. Um, so we were teasing some good questions that came in from audience members here. Uh, we have some questions for Mr. Nick Brandreth. Uh, the first question that came in tonight, uh, actually it came in another person who just tweeted as well. Uh, do you like to scare people? Is it your nature? Do you like doing this? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should specify that he is smiling like crazy when he says I like scaring people on this one here. Well, I like to be scared. So, and I like to scare, I, scary people's fun, you know, mm-hmm. because like a, a little jump scare is delightful. You know, it's like you get that little sort of adrenaline spike for a second and you're like, 
Whoa, what happened? You yeah, know, yeah. and it's just like, but you're not, you know, there's no danger. So yeah, it's, your system it's revs fun. up, but you're not. But even very... pushing yourself into a super stressful situation is fun. You know, I think, you know, that's the only way to really live life is you always got to push yourself and you have to find where your limits are. So like being afraid is a good thing, you know, and it's, it's sort of like the fight or flight, you know, and I think the more you push yourself into frightening situations, the more, um, you know, you, you respond better when something sort of traumatic might happen, but I'm, you know, to get less serious, I think being, get, getting scared is fun. My parents used to scare us all the time when we were kids, you know, it was just something that always, you know, I remember one time they like, Oh, look, we get, we got you guys some presents. And like, they put us, you know, they're like, it's upstairs. We're at our grandma's house. And like, so you had to go upstairs, but there was a door at the very bottom of the steps uh-huh. and they had propped up this horrible grim reaper mask, which tormented us on several other occasions. <laughs> but this particular one really stood out and it was like on a broom. So like when we opened the door, it would fall down to scare us. So we like opened the door and here comes this grim reaper mask like falling at us and like we knew we knew the grim reaper mask was somewhere you know yeah. we just like it was this di- you know as a child it was this different this creature showed up and really it's my dad my grandpa my mom whoever decided to don the mask and terrify us um but as you grow up you get you know those are you have irrational fears the grim reaper monster that's going to come out and scare you and then when we're you know as we get older we have rational fears you know mm-hmm. am i going to burn my house down is the you know government going to take away all of our rights or things like that <laughs> yeah those scary things you bother know? me <laughs> they, they grind on me they don't it like get me all excited or sort of energized they just oh. so the irrational fear is fun you know going to a haunted house and like scaring yourself is fun and that's what i i i aim to to, to go to that and it's like what you like folklore is there's always this like it's fairy tales there's this there's that element of terror like the witch is going to eat your fingers and you know mm-hmm. it's you're going to die a horrible death and like that's a terrible thing to tell children but it's important because yeah. you know don't talk to strangers you know they might eat your fingers now, that's funny i grew up in a house that didn't they were like my mom was one of those nice old italian moms kind of thing like don't scare the kids i guess i was li- like they didn't show me like i became an adult uh, not being scared enough, I think. No, really, what it like, is? Light them up! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I actually, uh, so I'm I'm a, a bad and a scary movie fan now as an adult, but I wasn't as a kid because I never got them, and I did it in all the wrong ways. Uh, my grandmother had a uh, she lived in Albany, and uh, she's the only person I knew that had cable. I didn't have cable out in the country. Jeez, nothing at all. Um, so my parents would go to bed. I would just turn on all these scary, horrible movies <laughs> and that stuff. But it was like the, like when you see a kid who's never had candy, suddenly he just eats too much candy zero to get to sick. 60. Yeah, I went zero to sixty. I'm like, oh my god! I just <laughs> I jarring like I just a little too much to handle. And uh, so I, I'll suddenly be like overwhelmed, overwhelmed, and go back to the country. And a couple months later, go back to visit grandma and just like all these horrible movies <laughs> and scary stuff. Like I remember the first time I popped a movie on, and I don't even know what the movie was, but there's this big, huge, hulking guy just ripping a guy just limbs off, just like smashes up. I'm like. <laughs> What am I watching? Of course, my mom would swoop in if she saw that sort of thing. I, but yeah, I did not have enough jump scares, so I'm making up for it now. I think in life, that sort of thing. You know, it, but there's little things too, and like, I, like some of my my favorite stuff now is like. Like I love to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, you know, and that's not necessarily Halloween related, but it was like it was something I enjoyed as a kid, and some of them still hold up as an adult. And of course, my wonderful wife got me the DVDs as a, <laughs> Christmas, amazing as a Christmas gift. Um, so you know, you could watch those, and like you know, all the Halloween episodes of whatever TV show you might like. Those are always you know fun things, and mm-hmm. it just. Yeah, it's such a good holiday because you know everything about it is just it's it's fun and like being being scared and like ghouls and goblins and they're just they're great you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
School of the Goblins, they're great. So, like, and decorating the house, like, now as an adult, like, because, you know, going door to door asking for candy as a, as a you know, a, a bearded man, <laughs> it just doesn't necessarily go over too well. It does uh, not. So, like, you know, I, I return the joy that I receive, you know, for years and years by, you know, all the people where I grew up. Like, I want, I like being the house of people like, damn, we got to go to that house. <laughs> that house always says good candy and, like, the decorations are wild. So, you know, we try to go to town every year. My neighbors across the street, they do a haunt. So, like, this one kid, I, like, I peek out the door to, like, listen and look mm-hmm. around. And this kid goes, there's so many haunted houses on this block. It's the best. <laughs> it's just like, oh, ding, it's ding, the ding. best. Yeah, you win. Right the, there. Or the chubby little kid, like, you know, sprinting across my lawn. He's like, he's like yes, I'm going to get some candy. <laughs> and it's just the best. But I always scare people at the door. I do. It's amazing and, to see. You're, you're excited. You're elated yeah. when someone's walking over. It is it's it's electric to you to watch. Yeah, man, we'll get you, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we don't, I, we don't have the doorbell, so I have to put a sign on the door that says, you know, knock loudly. And I draw a different picture every year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get these little turds like bam, 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 bam. Like they hit the door really hard. So I wait a minute. And I'm just like, give me, give me my candy. <laughs> yeah. And like I'll squat down real low and then I you know, rip the door open. Blah! You know, and there's strobe lights and there's other stuff kind of going yeah, on. Effects kinda, happening around, d- to yeah. distract you. And it just I get them every time and you get like these kids in there like, oh, my God, they get so scared. And then sometimes you get younger kids where I don't I don't check out the window first, you know, <laughs> oh, through the little no. hole. And this one little kid like, you know, he his his body turned around and his feet were moving, but his head was still looking at me. You know? he was like, <laughs> and his dad had to catch him. I got to make sure I don't get a lawsuit. You know, somebody yeah, runs, yeah. runs off my steps. <sighs> but that's the best. And the, the, the creme de la creme, the gold medal Ooh. for the evening is when I can scare the parents, too. So the kids. <laughs> and the parents come to the door and boom here I come with the mask I'm hoping to increase the scare factor this year and park a couple you know features on the lawn you know well, I'm hoping to help once this thing the show wraps up we're if, gonna be focusing on Halloween if time, you want so. if anyone wants to scare people on Halloween at my house please write in you're welcome <laughs> to scare anybody I'll set you up it'll be perfect nice um, so we had a question come in uh, you're, you seem to be talking about a lot of cool kind of monstery stuff but are you a person that kind of believes in random stuff like for instance ever do a Ouija board or when you're a kid do you ever do Bloody Mary in the wind, like the mirror <laughs> of course every time <laughs> and I was the kid that wanted to push it full throttle you know my friend's like no I mean, let's get it I'm like no we have to do it I'm like you know and like you know, come on let's let's see if it'll happen yeah. and you know we'd always be trying to scare each other and scare ourselves when we were kids so where I grew up um, I grew up north of New York City uh, in New Jersey um, just, you know, right there. So like um, Sleepy Hollow was, you know, just across the river. Um, so like I had the legends of Sleepy Hollow. There was this place called the Devil's Tower, which was, again, mm-hmm. on the cliffs, the Palisades cliffs there that, you know, supposedly this, you know, uh, this guy who was like a shipping merchant or something, his wife, you know, committed suicide there and they could, you know, she would wait up top to like see him, you know, cause they could see the Harbor or something. So, you know, we had those, you know, legends and folklore. So we would try to like seek that stuff, stuff out when we could drive and move around. But as kids, you know, you found it, was, it wasn't easy to scare yourself and we had some uh, there was the place called Tice's Farms which you know R.I.P. Um, is now you know a strip mall and things like of that um, but they used, they used to have an awesome haunted house and I remember my dad would take us there and the guy I, I was thinking about it the other day the guy chased us with the chainsaw and I knew the chainsaw wasn't real mm-hmm. and I knew no one was going to hurt me because why would my dad take me somewhere but like we were so scared but it was just we played I feel like I was scared because that's the role I was supposed to play like my you're dad, allowed to be scared yeah then. 
I, that's that's where you, you cut it loose. And my dad, you know, I just my, my dad laughed the whole time. I can still hear him <laughs> laughing in my head. He has this cackle like I have my own. laugh. Yeah. My old man's got this laugh and I, I can still hear him laughing. And then like we wouldn't we never went into the actual house. He just took us on the haunted hayride. So people would bust out of the corn and yeah. grab you yeah. and like shake the truck. And he just laughing. And we're like, no, God, save us. And the guy chased us with the chainsaw, like through the parking lot. But like that was the role we were supposed to play. Yeah, yeah. He made that, that guy's night, night too. You he know? was probably talking about it still. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, I knew I wasn't scared, but I was scared, you know? And I was just like, I got to run away from this. It's, yeah. He's going to chainsaw me. He's got the chainsaw. I'm getting chainsawed. There's no chainsaw blade, Nick. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, see, that's a perfect thing. Uh, actually, have you found anything that's kind of good around this neck of the woods? Any good uh, hay rides that you enjoyed last I don't, year? I don't know. And like, I'm not, I know there's a couple, like, I'm not into the ones that are like over in the. You know the shopping mall and stuff no, like no. that. Well, here, here's the thing: if you guys are listening in, if you have suggestions, let us know. Uh, I tried to find one last year, and they're they're nice. I mean, there was a good one that happened down towards um, uh, down Victor area. I heard I about. Up. I heard something on the on the on the radio the other day, advertising mm-hmm. something. So I've been meaning to look into that. So. so we're trying to do. If you guys have ideas, suggestions, let us know because we want to we want to get the most out of our Halloween. That's actually part of the reason we brought Nick in now to get us in the mood, get us the tone. Get the, you can come with us. So let us know. We'll oh my go, god, we'll yeah. go together. Yeah, actually, we're talking about having some mind of magnus. Events, so maybe we'll have a Mind of Magnus freakout event on a haunted hayride. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work out a little bit better. You're close. You're getting yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard hard to do the maniacal after when you're smiling that much, I guess. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there's a, some good. Uh, there was a nice haunted hayride growing up, uh, and it was one. I have some cousins that like horror movies and that sort of stuff, and the one married a guy who liked being scared, and it was my first interaction of a person who like let's go to these events because. I don't know. Must have been sheltered too much by their family, you know. But <laughs> well, we went to one last year in Sleepy Hollow because we had to go back down to New Jersey for my buddy Adam's wedding, mm-hmm. and we went back down. Um, and uh, my mother-in-law bought us some tickets to go to this one in Sleepy Hollow, and like, you know, you're supposed to like you're going through this like village, kind of like following this, you know. Not the story, but, you know, the themes that you might feel of th- that sort of time, you know, um, you know, milkmaids and, you know, mm-hmm. soldiers and things like that. Um, and you go through all those different sections and the last part you have to cross over the bridge, the bridge of souls. And at the end of it, you know, there's the headless horseman, you know, this guy on a horse without his head. Hold on. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> and we were going to go this year, but we had the show. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that kind of lost out. So, you know, but we every year we go to one, Heather and I, my wife. So we're looking for something to do for that. But, nice. you know, I will, you know, every year, like Halloween, I'm like, that's as soon as the show's over, I have to go and start getting st- that stuff ready. And I had a nightmare two weeks ago that was like it, I, everybody was at my house and it was Halloween and kids were starting to come to the door and I, like, I'm like we didn't put decorations up I don't have any candy like <laughs> so it, it's the like you didn't study for the math test nightmare yeah. but Halloween theme, and, and I'm like it. guys please help me and like my brother and he, he gets these like, you know this sassy bastard <laughs> can I, sorry can I say that yeah yeah okay and he's just like and he's just like no he's like you do it you know I was like come on like please guys help me like we're not gonna make Halloween happen and I was so sad and like, yeah, yeah. oh, it was a dream. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, like that, those are my nightmares. Oh, I, I could actually appreciate that sort of nightmare. Uh, but we're hoping to have some scary some kids this uh, this year. Um, some of this uh, messaged in asking about trivia tonight. Our uh, trivia was actually uh, to celebrate the Indigenous People Day today as well. Uh, so I'll repeat the question. We'll give uh, one more chance at an answer. Uh, if you guys first person to message in the right answer gets to join um, even Nick and I. Maybe talking about Halloween stuff at uh, Marshall Street or uh, excuse me at uh, a Skylark for meatballs and beer. 
but uh, the question is that if you guys noticed that uh, Iroquois name is actually French, it was adopted by the French and it became all over the Western world. Uh, the French were told the name of the people uh, from actually the enemies of the Iroquois. The Algonquin called them the Iraku. Uh, and uh, the name roughly translates to either is it A, snobbish group of old men, B, the word for inferior in Algonquin, C, rattlesnakes, or D, oddly enough, it means odd neighbors who actually stand the French people. So one of those is the right answer. Uh, do you have a fi- uh, an answer, any thought for you, Nick? Well, you said B. It was inferior? Was yeah. it B? Or you also said odd neighbors who stand the French people. You know what? I'm going to run it with the French people. Run the French yeah, people? Let's go for that one. They're good. Uh, Matt in the glass box, do you have an answer in there? I'm, I'm sticking with C, I think. I'm, I'm going C, with the rattlesnakes in there. Uh, just so you know, we have uh, two people voted with B as well. Zach says he thinks inferior seems great. Imagine having that. But I, he, uh, we had another person that says they like the word inferior, but they think that the Iroquois probably would have changed it by now, given an option. <laughs> so uh, we'll come back in a couple minutes just to answer that final question in there. Uh, but um, uh, so let's get the, the big important stuff out of the way. This Saturday, there's a show you cannot miss. Cannot miss. Seeing Shadows. Mr. Nick Brandreth, uh, Nick Brandreth presents, right? Is yeah, so it's the whole idea is a, is a phantasmagoria is what I've created. And since I made dry plates and that was the like pre-cinema before they had movies, you would have, you know, different types of, you'd go to shows, you go to the theater, you go to see a play. But so there was these things called phantasmagorias, which were, they would use magic lantern slides and project through smoke and onto mirrors and through screens and rear projection. They would project you know pictures and illustrations of ghouls and specters and demons and things like that and people have never seen anything like that so Mm -hmm. like you know i imagine that it's sort of bamboozled folks and uh, i wanted to sort of tap into that and make something and i really just like the word phantasmagoria it's an interesting word too just seeing it like on the cards you see that had that that sort of nice design so the title is nm brandreth because i enjoy like the 19th century and that's um, that you know that the phantasmagoria kind of came out of that. So mm-hmm. NM Brandreth's phantasmagoria presents seeing shadows. And my idea is that I can continue ideas in this world, you know, and still kind you of present all more be of under the in my phantasmagoria, nice. you know, sort of branded that way. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, Saturday night at seven o'clock. Uh, we have all sorts of crazy sights to show you. <laughs> I know, it's going to be really uh, but fun. Also, if you can't make it Saturday night, there is a talk, right? An artist talk the following weekend on the 21st at 5 o'clock. That's a Sunday. So Sunday at 5 Beautiful. in the same space. And we're going to talk about the work and, you know, all the... We'll go into more depth, you know, about the process. The process. And, okay, and, I was yeah. just curious if it's going to be the process, how to made it, or just concepts yeah, of it. Yeah, I'll probably show some behind-the-scenes photos and things like that. Oh, good. So, I can't wait know, to see that. I went so. into it. Uh, so the uh, final thing, people, their final answers coming in for the trivia question. Uh, what does that word mean? The drum roll. Mr. Matt Obscure gets it right for once in there. Look at that. For once. I'm two to, for two tonight, man. Oh, you're right. I'm trying to be mean to you, I guess. I can't do it. But yeah, actually, it's uh, the word for rattlesnake. It's actually Honestly, like I wouldn't change that. I would change inferior, but inferior, I wouldn't change rattlesnake. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Eagle. <laughs> well, that's what they, uh, it, was, it, it, it was fine that the enemy thought that they were like, you know, yeah. powerful. Yeah, yeah. But they, they were trying to have like sneaky snake sort of things. But yeah, the Iroquois kind of seemed to be fine with it. Uh, but no one guessed it right. So except for Mr. Matt Obscure in that glass box in there. So he gets too sweet. Me. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You did pretty good. 
Um, but uh, you guys, thanks for again for listening in. This has been the Mind of Magnus here on uh, WRFZ LP Roger, Roger Free Radio. I give a thank you to uh, the underwriters and all the people that make this thing happen. Uh, Air Rec Radio, you guys make the show happen. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, to the folks at Patreon, thank you as well. Uh, Matt, our theme song is by the wonderful Yacht, and the information for that is Paradise Engineering by the band Yacht. Our closing theme brought to us by John Carpenter this week. The song is Mystery off the Lost Themes album. And in about 45 seconds or so, per our guest request, The Monster Mash. Yes. <laughs> and please watch Ernest Scared Stupid. That's the best Ernest Scared Stupid and Hocus Pocus. Best things to get in the mood for Halloween. Nice. Good way to close it off. Uh, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, follow us again. Uh, mindofmagnus.com. Find us all there. The podcast. All the cool stuff. Uh, Magnus Ball on Twitter. Mindofmagnus at gmail.com. We're doing some Halloween stuff all week. So uh, check it all out. Let me know. Get some good scary stuff. Keep it up. So thanks so much, folks. See you guys next week. <laughs>